Hello and welcome to another great episode of the On The Radar Podcast. This is a podcast that features music, interviews, artists, studio performances, all from a Midwestern perspective. My name is B-Pod. Thank you so much for joining me on this special bonus episode. Yes, it's a bonus episode, but it's a jam-packed bonus episode. I was honored to cover the Oliver Hazard Day, former guests on the podcast. And uh, if you're unfamiliar with Oliver Hazard, go check out their episodes. We first talked to them back at Record Store Day two years ago, uh, or maybe three years ago. I don't know. Time is relative. But we also brought them back in uh, during 2020 uh, and a lot of big things were happening and there was no Oliver Hazard Day which basically was a giant downtown concert in Waterville, Ohio, which is uh, right outside uh, the great Bigfoot Studios that we work alongside with, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Oliver Hazard has been blowing up the world with their music, and they have decided to bring in some phenomenal artists from different parts of the country and perform one day in downtown Waterville, their home. So, I had the opportunity, took my travel case, took my headphones, grabbed myself a couple bucks, had myself some adult beverages, a hot dog, and interviewed these phenomenal artists, all five of them. Scott T. Smith, Temi Scott, the brother Elsie, Jack Symes, and of course, we talk briefly with Oliver Hazard. So sit back, relax, check out these interviews, check out the songs we're going to be featuring from each one of these, and uh, yeah, support music. Hopefully, you'll enjoy this. We're going to kick things off with Scott T. Smith. Very excited, uh, the first guest uh, for tonight. Uh, he had a tremendous set. I caught a lot of it, and uh, a lot of a lot of great tunes, a lot of great subjects he brought up, and we'll we'll quickly uh, touch upon that. Uh, this is a uh, Scott Smith and uh, Scott yeah. T. Smith. There you go. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. only uh, there's only one. Uh, Scott T. Smith. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of Scott, Scott Smith. Smith. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we definitely want to we want to make sure we emphasize the T. So yeah. um, he is uh, from uh, uh, the areas of Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, West Virginia. Yeah. Grew up in Hurricane, which is in southwestern West Virginia. Okay. West by God, just a little to the left of heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I uh, about four years ago. Within this uh, this season, mm-hmm. summer, in the middle of uh, everything, I decided to leave my little t- hometown of 4,200 people wow. and move to Louisville, Kentucky to um, kind of continue to invest in my relationship with a folk artist by the name of Ben Solee. Okay. I had been touring with him um, on and off for the year of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, he threw me what I like to call a life raft. I was, uh, studying international affairs mm-hmm. and I was going to be a special forces, uh, new contract signee. And I went to a Ben Soli show at the V club in Huntington, West Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, which was notorious for their, uh, slum metal or, uh, wow. like very much so like, uh, like prog rock and like, Basically, completely yeah. opposite all, of what's going rock. on tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was at work. I'll never forget it. I was at work, and somebody goes, "Your favorite singing cellist is at the V Club tonight." And I'm like, uh, "Excuse me." <laughs> <laughs> and I like, I got to the set super late. The guy let me in for free. I actually used to be in a rock band, and he knew me, and he let me in for free because he was like, "The set's almost done." And uh, Ben 
continue to sing for like another hour. I learned later that's because I showed up and I was dancing and singing along to his songs. Wow. And him and Jordan could hear me from the front row singing the harmonies and they were having such a blast. Uh, they just kept playing. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. cool to have like that kind of influence because well, a band just keeps going. Yeah, it changed, well, it changed my life. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, so I waited till the very end of the line for merch and I got to talk to Ben and and Ben immediately starts asking me questions and he was like, you know, like, where can I find your music? And I'm like, man, I don't have any music. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the opposite end of having my own music. And I think it was about two questions later, Ben asked me if I was happy. I was 22 years old and I think that was the first time in my adult life another adult asked me if I was happy. Wow. In such a direct way. And I, I couldn't help but tell him no. This stranger, this like... Right. Musical, like... I idle. I was like, no, <laughs> I'm no, not. I'm terrible. Yeah, I'm miserable. I got three jobs and I'm going to school and I'm about to sign my life over to the U.S. government. <laughs> like, no, I'm not happy at all. And then it just said, literally, just change your whole direction of yeah, your life. Yeah, yeah. He threw me. He threw me uh, a support role. He offered me um, guitar and vocals on a tour, and he. He paid me an honest rate for somebody without, like, you know, their own brand mm -hmm. and gave me a chance to invest in my own career. And I, I took it. I sprinted. And I, I've honestly, like, you know, the pace slows down uh, throughout the race. It's, it's definitely uh, a marathon, mm -hmm. you know, but I have not continued. I have not stopped to continue um, leaning into the wind and trying to figure this out, even through the, the pandemic. I think I tried to quit, like, three or four times. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I'm done with music. And right. Every single time something would happen, it would just remind me of like how far I've come and what I've sacrificed. And that's beautiful. And then and then playing for uh, everybody here tonight in uh, in in Waterville is uh, it's, it's a part of a, it. Yeah. Well, it's a part of it. Yeah. You know, I was talking to somebody outside. This is this tonight, like the show last night, like the show before that, mm -hmm. and the show that I don't even know I have booked coming up just yet. You mm -hmm. know is a part of the trickle effect. You know, I'll play here tonight and hopefully Waterville wants me to come back for another show yeah. in the fall or in, in the dead of winter, you know? And maybe I meet somebody here tonight that has a, like, just now. Right, yeah, I met, connections, you yeah. Know, I'm at 5'7". Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, hey, come see me in Detroit, you yeah. know? Like, that's what it's about. And yeah. to anybody that's listening to this, is trying to figure out how this all works, mm -hmm. There's no like magical answer, and that's why musicians give you the like the really like vague like mm -hmm. you just do what you do, kid. You know, it's like you do just keep doing whatever it is you're doing that people respond to. Yeah, yeah, I I absolutely agree, and that's how that we we have a, just a whole range of artists and guests and everything. They range from all walks of life and everything. They they all and all everybody's stories is different, but like at the at the end of all is it's the love and the passion for the music and this art form and expressing themselves. That's what keeps them going. Yeah, it is. And I think that it's the keeping going that we don't pay attention to enough as artists. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> over the last eight weeks, I have made more content in art than I have over the last two years. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't have done any of it without my friends, without the people that say they love me, that support me. I couldn't have made mm -hmm. it to this show without... Yeah. My friend lending me his car. Yesterday, I went to rent a car, and it was a fiasco. Absolute fiasco. Car rentals are the worst. And after the pandemic, they're even worse. Mm -hmm. There's new hurdles to jump through. And I would not be in Waterville without the support 
of the people in my life that love me and want to see this come to fruition. They're a part of it. And so that's what I'm learning right now at 28 on the cusp of 29. I'm learning that really, truly, without all of the love that I've invested in the people around me, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing because every single bit of that love and support that I gave other people is purer than gold. It spins in the real world and you can make things happen. You put good out in the universe and, and yeah. eventually the universe will, yeah. will, will pay you back. And you hear that enough that you stop, you, you almost stop believing it. Mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately, you read it too many times mm -hmm. on your uh, elementary school teacher's uh, border around the classroom, yeah. like the golden rule, this, that, but it's true. It is. It spends purer than gold. And yeah, I, yeah, I just uh, want that to be known. No, that's absolutely, and I yeah. absolutely agree. I love, I love uh, uh, showcasing those stories and, and connecting with these men and women and, 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 and all people of uh, all walks of life uh, talking about it. And there's one thing I do want to touch on, if you, if you don't mind being a little bit serious yeah. for a moment. Um, you, you mentioned uh, about the stories of, I, I believe it was Breonna Taylor, the, the, yeah. the death of her, and the, you said that you talked about you were living in the atmosphere that literally was like weeks and weeks of just straight protest helicopters and everything it and was, was months. Like, and it was, it was months yeah and months and and yeah. i was looking around like and just seeing how people were reacting about that cuz i was just like this is the the ohio and i and i made a joke about this uh in privately and i'll and i'll put it out here but like i there's a lot of creative parts in ohio and in the midwest but then sometimes the midwest can be like the diet south and uh, a lot, by, by a lot of like social and political and creative types, and it's just like it's not. They're nowhere near where they need they they need or I think personally should be. So bring up that subject matter in in a town uh, in in a place like Ohio that can be sometimes leans more yeah. away from all that. That's that's well, that's crazy. I just want yeah. to touch about a little bit about all that. Well, you know, I, I to like be candid. Mm -hmm. That's a fear that I have every time I play any of the songs that I know mm -hmm. lean into. That. And that's, I feel like that's why I do what I do mm -hmm. is because they want my personal experience. Right. As a songwriter, it's not your job to always tap into other people. Mm -hmm. As Nina Simone said, it is your job as an artist to reflect the times in which you live. Mm -hmm. And so that song for me, Who's Gonna Call My Mama, that's like, that wasn't a choice. Mm -hmm. I didn't write that song. It wrote itself. And I feel that way a lot, a lot, a lot of my songs, to mm -hmm. be honest. But, you know, even being here, it's so funny. I, I grew up in the South, and and I forget, like you said, you know, you get to a certain point, and I, I think I was on the phone, I said, I forget that sometimes you go so far north, it feels like you're in the South, you right. know? Right, yeah. And um, I, I was nervous, too, but there was an unabashed truth in when I got done singing that song mm -hmm. there was there was a loving support of applause it yeah. wasn't like a normal applause it right. was it was uh, like I heard you mm -hmm. you know we see you kind of thing and that's mm -hmm. as a performer all you're looking for truly is acknowledgement mm -hmm. so what I what I learned a week ago after being a performer for most of my life and I'm 28 I think I've been performing since I was like about 8 or 9 years old mm -hmm. I think that's when I joined the orchestra yeah um, in choir and I learned this last week that it's not my job to feel for the audience mm -hmm. what a wild sentiment as, an, as a performer you know you have these heartbreaking songs that really took a lot to write 
And then like, it's your job as a performer to make sure that when you go on stage, you're actually not feeling all that. Right. That you're just like presenting it. Right. Like, like this is what I, this mm-hmm. is what I have. Yeah. Here you go. Interpret yeah. it. Take the it. The vocal whatever. coach that I got to work with last week at Rocky Mountain Song School actually said, it is, it's not healthy to perform a song that you haven't emotionally processed. Mm. If you wrote a song about your father's death and you're not in a place where you can sing about your father's death, then don't sing that song. But if you're in a place where you can create support and revenance for other people who have lost their loved ones during COVID, then by all means, get out of the way mm-hmm. and sing that song. <laughs> you know, like, and let it be for everyone else. Right. I was talking to a friend. What if you found out that your favorite singer-songwriter was singing your favorite song and was gutting themselves every time they performed it? What if you realized it was like causing wild bouts of depression and anxiety to think about them performing that song on stage? Right. Because it's about the death of their loved one or about the loss of a, of a love of their life and they like, they messed up. Mm-hmm. And like, they're singing about how they messed up and it guts them to sing it. Would you still want to hear it if you knew every night on stage it gutted them? Right. If you knew it was affecting their emotional and mental well-being. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, obviously. But... uh, Yeah. And I think so many times as performers, we put ourselves literally in harm's way to be like, I've got to make people feel this thing I'm feeling right right now. And it's like, to hear this industry professional, this vocal coach that get paid, like exorbitant amounts of money by labels to come in and coach their performers through their hard songs or through their album recording Mm -hmm. and he's like no stop feeling stop present this to me emotionless just use it just feel like this is what I have here's this take it how you want it instead of trying to like overthink of the yes. emotions and everything because when it. you can really sing and when you can really play like at the level of which this festival is being performed at right you don't need to be out there worried about what's going to come out of your mouth no you should as a performer be rehearsed enough mm-hmm. and skilled enough to just express you're you're a vessel yes That's you're a you vessel are. and i started and somebody said when you hear Jason Isbell play Elephant, you don't want him to be a blubbering mess on stage. Mm-hmm. You want to hear Elephant. Right. Because Elephant means something to you. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And I was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's, whoa. Yeah. I was like, dang. And then I started thinking about their faces when they're singing. Right. They're white. They're just like. They're just like it. And I, I immediately was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Because I've wondered that for years. When you see these amazingly talented songwriters and vocalists and performers, like, playing and they've just got like this blank slate it doesn't actually depreciate from my experience right but i do wonder i'm like how are they doing that yeah if anything i learned through that coaching session that it's a part of what allows you as an individual to show up with your own stuff and feel your own feelings like you've got your own crap that you drug in there to this performance and you've got your own elephant and you just want to hear him sing it so you can weep, so you can cry about your own elephant. Right. 
It was so cool, man. That's, that's, that's like wild. That's like one of the coolest things I learned here recently as a performer. Like, I think that's after awesome. years and years and years and years and years of trying to trying to figure out like what is what is yeah. this world and like going from fan to artist. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I just told you about literally being Ben Salee's fan. Right. And now I'm his collaborator. We just recorded an EP together yeah. over the summer because it's like the physical embodiment of our brotherhood. Of the story of him offering the, the choice and me taking that option. That's an, that's and like the relationship that our families have built because of that. That's awesome. There's not a time that I've talked to my mother that my mother doesn't go, how's Ben? <laughs> Mama, Ben's fine. Are you still talking to Ben? Are, is ben, are, you, all, are you all like... <laughs> That's some mama stuff, bro. Like, oh, yeah. That's some family. Are you and Ben? Mama, yes. Me and Ben are doing this. We actually just recorded now. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> bless your heart. Yeah, bless your heart. <laughs> you tell uh, Ben I asked about him. You tell Ben. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Uh, Wanted Man, uh, your your first EP out there, yeah. 2020. Uh, yep. And then uh, what, what else is coming out? And what else are you working on? Obviously, the stuff with Ben. You got any more solo stuff? Yeah, so in the, I've told you I created more over the last mm-hmm. eight weeks than I have in the last two years. Right. I flew out to Colorado and then my other extended family, they have a ranch out in northeastern Colorado mm-hmm. and we recorded a live album on it. So I was telling you all about my sister, my collaborator, um, Ellie Ruth. She's an amazing Phyllis, an amazing songwriter. She came out, she flew out and we recorded um the live interpretation of a lot of the songs on Wanted Man mm-hmm. and some other songs that aren't. So we did a 30 minute, about 35. I try to keep it short because we did this beautiful video to go along with it. And it's like a fireside. You can hear the fire crackling nice, in the background. Yeah. And it's just like... That, just, light, that raw... Yeah, under, and I want yeah. it to just beam into people's phone and yeah. them to be like sitting by the fire with us. So we try to keep it short to like where you can sit and watch it before bed if you want, mm-hmm. you know. But... uh That'll be coming out here. Um, I think both are probably going to fall around the same time in this early, early winter. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, if we want to get in touch with Scott T. Smith, how do we do so? I hang out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's just the forum that makes sense to me. Yeah. I've been on there for the longest. Facebook is kind mm-hmm. of like, I never really got it. Yeah. I was an early adopter of Instagram because right. I used to tell people, I'm the friend that when I come to your house, especially when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I was talking to your mom or dad, I was like... I was the friend that you'd come in into the sitting room or the living room and your mom would have the photo album out and be like walking the friend through. And I like, whenever Instagram came out, I was like, oh, heck yeah, because it was like every week was Throwback Thursday. Remember, like, we need to bring Throwback Thursday back because, like, I used to get to see all the, like, silly photos of my friends when they were growing up. I think people are still using it, but, like, Instagram's moving towards more of, like, video content, and I hate, like, the the core of everything. It's, like, all changing. But, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm, like, I'm trying to get really good Mm -hmm. at it. I'm expressing myself through there quickly so where I don't feel like it's taking up so much of my life Mm -hmm. and like I feel like I'm getting pretty good at it so come you can give me feedback I'm all about constructive feedback so yeah Uh, if you want to hang out that's where I'm at if you want to just listen to my music I worked very hard to make sure that no matter what you listen to uh, music on whatever platform Mm -hmm. that is you can find it there so Scott T. Smith I'm the only one that looks like me Go check out my Instagram to figure out what I look like. Yeah. And, and, I look forward to seeing you at a show. Yeah, I appreciate it. Anything yeah. else you want to add? Uh, no, I'm just really thankful to uh, this, like, community of, 
of Waterville. I told you I walked in here with my own apprehensions mm-hmm. as a man, mm-hmm. as a Afrolatchian. Yeah. Uh, you know, as we call them down, yes. down, 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 <laughs> And uh, I was received with love and support. And That's I think good. that comes from the love and support that Oliver Hazard has in this town. Yes, Oliver and Hazard. That, um, they're the what a model. Boys, yeah. What a model, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about my little town in Herc, and I'm like, could we do this? Could we shut down the street for a day? And, like, I bring a whole bunch of, like, beautiful, beautiful, talented, amazing friends that I've made on you know, social media or on the road and bring them in and just like show my Appalachian town what like content and quality performance looks like and inspire future generations out of Hurricane. Oh, wow. Thank you, Oliver Hazard, for this inspirational show. Do it. I think you you should do it. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for talking with me. Hey, thanks for talking with me. Of course. Talk to you later. Now and then I hear you whisper on the breeze And thoughts of you rattle through those old oak trees The headache of life is what you took away But the pain and the pressure still remain For peace in your resting place I'm looking for peace in your resting place And I hope I find it someday Staked out this little piece of heaven Now I see our face in these old smoky mountains And if these conversations seem a little one-sided I guess our worlds are still divided
from this rolling mountainside. I tell you that I found some peace here Now I can say goodbye. I'm looking for peace in your artist we've had uh, tonight she has uh, been from the west coast and uh, kind of you know drive plane train whatever however you, she got here she, she's here in Waterville Ohio and uh, I'm uh, talking with uh, Tim Scott uh, very excited Tim like femme Tim like Scott femme. yes like uh, and uh, so thank you so much. First off, I, I caught a lot of your set. We're recording this right after your set, so you did a phenomenal job. It was very wonderful, very, thank very you. homely feeling, things thank like you. that. It was Love very, that. it was very good. So, how, first off, how was travel coming from the West Coast over here to our little Midwest town? How, how did everything go? Everything was great. I did not drive. In fact, um, right. my mom drove her car out from Baltimore because she's the best, and wow. I flew from LA. She left it in the Detroit. Uh, airport parking lot yeah. for me to take on tour because wow. I could not find a damn rental car anywhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm now driving. I'm now on like a little solo tour by myself before I go play some shows with Jack Symes, who you interviewed before. Yes. Um, on the East Coast, but yeah, I flew out with my with my dog, just me and her, and we're uh, we're going on a little tour, and this is the first stop. So this is like. You know, the biggest show and the first stop. So it's a little nerve-wracking, but it was awesome. It was super great. Yeah, yeah. The crowd really was into you. I, I really liked the part. Like, it was stranger that they were just like, can we, like, try the, the like, we everybody just take a deep breath and everything. It was, like, yeah. it was very nice to just kind of just, like, relax a little bit. It, was, it, it felt the very feel-good vibe yeah, for everything. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I've been, like, trying to implement something like that, especially at house shows that I do or mm -hmm. shows that are, you know, like, small rooms and stuff mm -hmm. when everyone's kind of crammed or maybe stressed or maybe hot or sweaty or, mm -hmm. you know, who knows what everyone's bringing to a show. Like, hopefully it's something good, but a lot of the time you never know what people are feeling. So right. I always try and put in some, you know, I, I try to be, like, pretty light in uh, in my sets and, and when I'm talking, and I let the music be heavy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the deep breath stuff is fun. Like, hopefully people are into just a little 
just you you don't realize how much you're holding until you kind of let it go so it's always fun to do stuff like that with people and just just force them you know just force them to take a deep breath and I, they I will feel, feel better I feel that a lot I, uh, <laughs> I recently uh, decided to change careers and in April and like people are seeing me now they're like they're like you look so much happier you look oh, more relaxed so nice. I'm just like I never realized like it was like just almost a part of me you don't know what you have until it's out of you I mean yeah. you don't know what you're holding I guess yeah. until you until you drop it so yeah. So yeah. tell me a little bit about your music, Tim Scott. I mean, we've talked to a couple of uh, artists in the history of, of the show yeah. uh, from the West Coast, and it, and the West Coast always seems like like almost like an artistic and cultural mecca of sorts. Right. Uh, but like, tell me, are, are you, were you born and raised there? Did you move there? Tell me a little bit about you. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Baltimore, actually. Okay. Um, and my parents are still out there. Um, I did not grow up playing music really at all. I took like you know piano lessons here and there, but. Mm-hmm. I got myself into a band somehow in Baltimore in high school, um, and we did a little bit of touring here and there. It was a three-person band, and so I had a pretty, like, I would say, like, industry-heavy experience as a really young person, and that really, really, really kind of freaked me out and, and burned me out pretty quickly right. after a couple of years. Um, not to sound too dramatic, but, it, no. but, you know, I ended up, you know, we started at, like, age 14, 15, and by 18, uh, all of us were just really unhappy. So I moved to California and I went to school and was like, cool, I'm, I think I'm done doing that. You know, like I don't want to, I don't want to be in that world anymore. I don't want people to tell me how to dress. I don't want people to tell me how to feel. I don't want people to tell me what to write. Mm -hmm. And I was a kid. Um, I went back to school and started playing music just on my own again. And, um, I went and studied abroad in Buenos Aires my last semester of college or my last year of college rather. And they had the coolest indie music scene there. Um, so I kind of started playing solo shows completely just for fun to a bunch of people that like maybe didn't even speak English, you know? So it felt like pretty low stakes to just go and like play little small shows. Mm -hmm. And I came back and I kind of like had the itch to start playing again. So I started doing the house show thing at UCLA where I went to school and then kind of one thing led to another and I just built like a really cool community out in LA and kind of realized that if I did it my own way, it really was cool and not not that bad. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, things just kind of like started. Not, I wouldn't say falling into place, but falling wherever they did yeah. um, after that. Um, and I and I just you know started recording with friends, started recording with people from UCLA, people from wherever in my neighborhood, and then just kind of like rolled along. Yeah, and and I feel like I me mean, the music industry nowadays is a little bit more flexible in a lot of sorts. I mean, I mean one of the biggest things, the big stories right now is like the all of the 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 craziness uh, and the conservatorship of like Britney Spears and like right. how she literally was growing up in the music industry is almost like a 16, 17, 18 year old mm-hmm. in the public eye and everything, and how burned out and how crazy it is and like the talks of mental health right. and everything. So like. Being that young and recognizing that you're just like, I don't want to do this, step away for a bit, and then right. being re-inspired is, yeah. is kind of kind of beautiful. Yeah, it was really cool, you know? Like, I felt better playing shows for five people than I did for hundreds, mm-hmm. you know, once I realized that like, it was something that I could do just on my own and just feel good about it, write songs that I wanted to write and not have any pressure attached to it. That was a really cool thing to, like, discover was possible and then the deeper you get into it like as long as you have a good head on your shoulders and can figure out how to kind of navigate away from that world when you're when you're not a kid and you have no idea what you're doing Mm -hmm. it's cool you know you find good people like look at today I mean everyone is a hang everyone's just hanging out and having a good time and like that's that's what it's about I was talking with some of the other bands that, the, the, that caught some of your set. They're like, yeah, she was amazing and everything. So it's really cool. Like, even people that have never 
heard or, or met some of these other people just kind of checking out and like everybody come together for the sake of yeah. the art of music is a beautiful thing. Right. And the cool thing about playing music with other people and other bands is that you like just make a little group of friends just at least at least for the night at least for a couple weeks or whatever but you know we all hang out in the same green room and just all of a sudden you're just kind of like on the same page as everyone and just you just have a little friend group yeah yeah got a handful of uh, music out a couple of singles a couple of collaborations yeah. uh, the first cp in 2018 and then uh, when you came in the middle of all the heavy lockdowns during the pandemic trust you trust you yeah. uh in september kind of tell me a little bit about that newest uh ep about it um yeah so my record trust you trust you i did put out september of 2020 it was supposed to come out like march of mm-hmm. 2020 which you know. um i had just finished playing a bunch of shows in february in la at one of my favorite venues called the bootleg theater um, and that was kind of like to roll out the album and then everything shut down and I just freaked out and didn't know what to do. So I kind of sat on it for a really long time. This was material that I had written over the past like three years. So it had been kind of like all the songs I had um, up until that point And I wanted to finally, finally make a record. So we recorded it um, up in Oakland in 2019. Um, I want to say July of 2019. And then I put it out in September and it was definitely like... It was definitely a labor of love. It was a lot of people involved, a lot of friends, a lot of people, you know, doing me favors and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's definitely my my baby, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my record, Trust You, Trust You. You're doing solo uh, this time around. Is this the first time doing stuff solo in, in the States? Is this just another one for you and you're just starting back up again because of everything that happened last year? Or what's going on with this, this current tour you're doing right gotcha. now uh yeah this current tour is mostly solo i do play with a band for the most part i like to play with a band but i kind of have like a rotating band and i just like couldn't really get you know couldn't really get everyone out here and now i'm doing the house show tour thing so it's just a lot easier to do it solo mm-hmm. and i think playing solo also like provides a cool different landscape than the band thing i love playing with a band but playing solo is so different and like requires you to be pretty intimate and vulnerable so it's definitely scarier and harder to play solo I think but um you know the songs are the songs and so you sing them with your if if you're alone or if you're with other people and hopefully people receive them no matter what what's some of the material that you that you usually gravitate to when you're writing a song or uh some of the things that inspire you when you 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 witness them to write something um I really can say I've <laughs> probably the simplest way to put it is I've never written a song when I was happy. Well, okay. um, unfortunately, that is just the way that it is. Wow. But I I am really inspired by the stuff that just kind of like knocks you on your ass, you know, like heartbreak. Or I do write a lot about like mental health struggles, or at least I, I like weave those into my lyrics in a way that sometimes I don't even mean to, but it just happens. Um, but I think the I think the stuff that really kind of takes you down, takes you out, is is what I've found is easier to make something beautiful out of and make you know make a story that was really 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 gnarly kind of kind of sound good. That's my way of doing it. Some people need a lot of the 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 music to gravitate to when they're they're in their lowest point. Yeah. So sometimes something that kind of rehabs them to to a better place right. is always helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think for me, that's what I gravitate to in or gravitate towards rather when I listen to music. And I don't make a, a, any certain type of music like on purpose necessarily, mm-hmm. but I think that's just kind of. It's just kind of what happens, and I, I can only hope that it would help someone, you know, either, like, out of a dark time, or even if they're feeling good, it's not like the music is going to bring you down, but it just brings you, brings you somewhere, mm-hmm. you know? Brings you somewhere. Yeah. 
What's uh, in the chamber for for you? I mean, obviously, this is the first stop for a for a solo tour. Anything yeah. else coming in uh, in in the in the chamber uh, towards the fall and the winter into the twenty twenty two? Like, what what's coming up more for uh, Tim Scott? Yeah, so I actually am working on my second EP. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like the follow up to Trust You, Trust You. I don't have a name for it yet, but the first single is going to be out probably in October. Mm-hmm. So I've got like a six song. It's it's actually more of like a pop record, oh, okay. which is something that I haven't really delved into that much so we made most of it in 2019-2020 so yeah don't have a name for it yet but that's coming in the fall the first single and then probably the rest of it will come like early 2022 awesome yeah, I'm excited. Uh, what, what are you excited for for uh checking out this tour any places i mean obviously tonight was a lot of fun for you and everything checking out some of the artists uh tonight but uh what else are you excited about for uh for this tour anything a uh, place percy mm. people anything mm. like that i'm excited for the house i mean I, there's not one thing i'm excited for i am excited to play in dc because it's pretty close to my hometown so mm. i think like some friends from high school and stuff are gonna come which will be funny <laughs> funny and weird um but i'm excited for the house shows just to like meet people you know like i'm doing this alone I mean I'm with my dog but right. <laughs> I'm doing this mostly alone so I think it's it's gonna be fun to like see it's a lot of like old friends or like acquaintances from childhoods friends somebody's aunts whatever at their house so I'm just looking forward to like showing up in a different spot and like kind of crash in someone's house for the night and meeting people I think it's it's the house show thing is really cool because you actually get to like hang out with everyone after versus venue shows sometimes you have to split or you're selling merch or whatever so mm-hmm. I'm excited to like stay at random people's houses right. and, and just hang with their friends and see who they bring is your dog handling all the travel okay rooster is a champ dude oh, wow. she's handling it all she is totally fine she is the ultimate tour dog i'm so lucky to have her i wish i had a tour dog i mean i don't play <laughs> music right now but my dog freaks out when he's in the car so no, I, she, I, she loves flying oh she good likes, she likes flying better than me oh wow that's incredible so uh if we want to get in touch with uh tem scott how do we do so um temscott.com t-e-m-m-e scott you can find me on instagram under that name twitter under that name spotify everything's just tem scott mm-hmm. anything else you want to add no, you know, but I really appreciate you interviewing me. I had a really good time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you for so much, and uh, enjoy yourself tonight. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I write in verbal sweaters. Give me a t-shirt with my name. To remind me of me and my ignorant shame I speak in broken letters But I'll write an anthem to your chest He'll say, why did she tell me she's emotionless? I want to believe that Why do I, I do this to be why I'm like the hundred
Another guest uh, playing tonight. Very excited to uh, bring out. And these guys are uh, from the the Midwest area. They are from actually the uh, the Detroit, Greater Detroit area. I have the quartet known as uh, the brother brother Elsie. Is that correct? All right. I always I, I should have asked that before I hit record. But hey, what what are you gonna do? Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for uh, taking some time and chat with me before uh, things get a little crazy. Um, take a moment, introduce yourself. Tell us what you do in the band. Uh, yeah, my name is Brady. I am the lead singer and I play guitar. My name is Bo, and I play bass. My name is Dalton, I play drums. And I am Jack, and I sing and play guitar also. Excellent. So, uh, Brothers Elsie, how did uh, four kind of Midwestern uh, guys uh, kind of get into this kind of indie, old folk realm uh, of style of music? Yeah, I'd say um, our 
our grandfather was in a few country bands back in the day, and um, so he kind of, you know, he kind of showed us the reins a little bit with music in, in general. Uh, growing up around like acoustic guitars and drum sets and all that stuff, so um, we kind of got into music at an early age, like around five or six. We were banging on guitars and drums and all that stuff, um, and then uh, just kind of we took a little bit of inspiration from his his musical endeavors and um you know growing up around like early 90s country is pretty big for us and getting into springsteen a little bit uh later and kind of the mixing of those um is a big inspiration as well as like mumford and sons in high school we kind of got into them kings of leon have been huge so um just yeah taking inspiration from those i guess little um things growing up so the so brothers Elsie's actually like you guys are all family members. You're all related, or is is it just like one of you is like not related Plus or anything? Three are brothers. So Brady, Bo, and Jack. Uh, Brady and Bo are twins. Oh, and I am their eldest oh. brother. Oh, okay. Older, more uh, handsome and knowledgeable, <laughs> and just you know better. I would say. <laughs> They're giving him such the side eye right now. They beat me up, actually. <laughs> so then, how did you kind of hook up with uh, with all of them? So I met uh, the boys in college when we were 18, and on orientation day, I was the only other guy with a flannel and a beard, and so we gravitated towards each other pretty quickly. So. So I have to ask because I, I have family members. Uh, my little brothers are actually twins uh, uh, themselves. So like, is is it's, so for people who are not twins or growing up with twins, like, is the twin magic thing an actual thing or is it just kind of like th- something that people just kind of make up? I actually have a, I have a funny story about this. So when we were at a skateboarding camp when we were like I don't know twelve maybe, uh, I was like off in like the mini ramp section and Brady was doing something else on a different part of the skate park and uh, he like did a pop shove it or something and busted his lip open and like for some reason I just knew something bad happened for some reason so I went to like the uh, where all the um, camp counselors were and it turns out Brady was like mouth was bleeding and like he needed stitches and just for some reason like I knew something was up Mm -hmm. I think that's the closest to twin telepathy that we could probably ever get to. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the other guys are saying like it's it's real. It's a it's a real thing. Um, so I mean, with, growing up in the in in music with your family and everything. So when you decided to kind of like jump into this world, like it, family was like 100 percent behind you about all this. Uh, for the most part, yeah. We I mean we grew up. I mean the three of us obviously have been playing together since we were little, and um, it kind of. It just kind of was, it was the right thing. Everyone kind of knew. We were, we've always been playing together. We're very close as siblings. And um, the second we started to sing together, I think that's when everyone's like, questions were answered as to whether or not they're really going to go for it. And we've, we've been, you know, there's been nothing but support from our family, for sure. It was never yeah. really a conversation. Yeah, it was just kind of a... Oh, they're doing it. Yeah, for sure. We uh, we support you guys for sure. You know, it wasn't a, you sure you want to do this or a, none, none, none of that. It was just, they're doing it. And I love that because uh, you know, recently I've been kind of a little hard about the Midwest uh, and like a lot of people like are not really, when it comes to like artistic stuff, they're like, oh, this is fun, but when are you going to get a real job? So it's, it's, it's actually refreshing to hear a band from the area and go, go pursue it, go do it. 
and I, I and I love it. Uh, um, have you guys done? Uh, I mean, obviously before you know the 2020 lockdowns and everything, but before that, have you like done some major traveling? Have you just only done it regionally? Have you done it nationally? Like, where are you in uh, your your current state of the the band? I'd say semi nationally, we and internationally even uh, we. We've played a lot in Texas and just around regionally in the Midwest. We've gone as far as Denver to the west. Um, we've played as far as New York down the coast. Um, and then we, we, we go to Canada a lot as well. So we play in Canada um, quite a bit. We've gone you know, as far as Montreal. We try to stay within the southern Ontario region at the moment. Mm-hmm. We've never really ventured any uh, further west than that. Um, but, yeah, we're getting there. We're sprawling out, you know in different directions for sure what is it about like kind of this area that kind of leans one of two directions either it leans very like almost heavy to like your hardcore your you know your metalcore scene and then it kind of also leans the other direction with kind of like the indie and the folk realm what is it about this area that kind of almost develops these types of artists do you have any idea do you have any kind of two cents while traveling around on how people react to all of this I just feel like the those genres specifically were cultivated within those parts, right? Like the hardcore scene, pop punk, they came from middle class kids. That's where it kind of originated. And I feel like the Midwest has an abundance of those, of that demographic. Mm -hmm. And that's why it does well, because specifically with pop punk and, and hardcore music, it just, you know, it started there and <clears throat> flourished, and that's why it's, it's, there's still remnants of it as well. As far as the folk music um, scene, it kind of happened, I would say, as <clears throat> this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. as almost like, um, okay, I'm done with hardcore, now I want to start listening to things that are a little bit softer mm-hmm. and like light, more lighthearted. And it's almost like as a counter to the hardcore in our region i guess plus all the the breweries and stuff i mean like that whole like scene breweries and beards and stuff like that is like kind of in that folk you know thing so i don't know just kind of makes sense you you were kind of talking about like a little bit of the pop punk stuff like so like people kind of get their angst out uh almost in their like teenage or early 20 years and then they kind of like like calm down a little bit they're like maybe i shouldn't be as angry as i need to be (laughs) yeah exactly i you're you're spot on there. I think that um, it definitely was like I would, wouldn't say created, but it definitely flourished in the Midwest, and it probably was created. I don't I don't necessarily know, but um, it's uh, it's pop. It was very popular back then, and um, I think artists specifically grow out of that kind of like I hate stuff and mm-hmm. start talking about other things, and uh, that kind of brings on their fans to follow them. So. Um, so there's a ton of people who, who were doing that, but now they make pop music, you know. So it's and the winter. yeah, the, the winter. winter's tough. <laughs> yeah, and it right. makes you sad. And it <laughs> makes you emotional. <laughs> so you want to get it out. <laughs> Midwest winters are uh, can be a little bit tough. I uh, we we all can uh, attest from this. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the Manador EP from uh, 2018, and then uh, what else is? Uh, and then like a handful of singles and everything. Like what's on the horizon for the Brothers LCO? Is there anything in the in the pipeline? Are we expecting uh, another EP, another album? Like, where are you guys at in the recording stages or uh, music stages? Yeah, we're um, we're on the brink of releasing our next um, EP. 
mm-hmm. um, that'll be out very soon. Um, and um, as far so that'll be actually include a lot of the singles that we've been releasing for the last year, mm-hmm. as as well as a couple new songs and some alternate versions of songs that are out. Um, so that'll kind of encapsulate some of the songs that have been released as singles to kind of put them together in the form that we originally really wanted them to be. Um, and then afterwards, you know, we've got a ton of new music that we're getting ready to start recording. So Excellent. Um, uh, what do you like about performing kind of like in this general area, in the Ohio, Michigan area? What do, what do you guys uh, see from here that you don't kind of expect from some of the other places that you've uh, traveled to? Maybe are the scenes different maybe in Canada or in Texas or Colorado or some of the other places you mentioned? Is it kind of a little bit of all the same? Uh, You're not sure because you're kind of the outsiders? Like, what is it about this area that you really always enjoy coming back here and performing for? Man. Um, Music lovers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like from here to Canada, into Canada. It's like the... I don't know, everyone wants to listen to new things, specifically, like, because we, we live in Grand Rapids now, so mm-hmm. um, just, it's the type, the type of person, they kind of want to just learn new music and uh, cheer people on, I feel like, you know, we played Columbus a week ago, and that was awesome, it was all to new people, and um, they just, they were excited to, like, n- hear new music, you know, love new music. What do you think? I think, uh, I think they're tough. And they're critical, and that's good, because it brings good music. And once you hook them, you got them for life. Well, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. What do you think? I agree with that, 100%. I have nothing else to say about that. <laughs> you got it. It's really cool. It's really cool. I think uh, a lot of Midwesterns, you know, there, there's a level of people that um, are, are very comfortable in their, in, their, in their routine. So to try to break that routine you have to do something that really kind of wows them mm-hmm. to go, okay, you know, this is interesting. It's not, it's not as easy uh, for people to perform original music. It's a lot of, like, big cover scenes, especially in this area. Um, so, you know, to do something and have people come out and go, you know, hey, this is really interesting, and buy a shirt or listen to this song or buy an album, things like that. You have to, you have to do something that really kind of pushes you in front of what they're used to. Exactly. So I think that's really good. Uh, what are you expecting uh, from uh, this evening? I know we're, we're recording before everything gets down, uh, but what are you very excited about? Uh, you know, you talk about a little bit of music. What, what else is on the horizon? What else is in the camps for Brother Elsie that you're really uh, hope, uh, hoping for for the, the next uh, couple of months? Yeah, so as far as tonight goes, I mean, Oliver Hazard is just... Uh, do you want to open that? Yeah, I, can't no, wait to, sorry. I can't wait to listen to Oliver Hazard. Yeah. Oliver Hazard, they're they're phenomenal. It's so great. Yeah. So, um, and just to be in front of their their hometown peeps, you know, we've never played Waterville, Ohio before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's going to be a great time, and uh, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, and, and new people, like new the, people. Yeah. The, the three other acts on this bill, um, we've never met or seen play. So, mm-hmm. very excited about all three of them. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you guys taking some time out and, and chat with me, and and, and hopefully when, when more things uh, be happening uh, with you guys, please come come through again. I mean, it's not that far of a drive, obviously, and we we do stuff with Bigfoot Studios here, who is helping with your sound. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to kind of chat again and uh, do do a big, proper, more in-depth interview, so I really do appreciate it. Um, take a minute, uh, uh, plug uh, where we can uh, check you out on, on social media, websites, things like that. Yep. So we're at, uh, at Brother LZ. 
uh, on all socials. That's E-L-S-E-Y. Um, brother is just singular. Brother Elsie. Um, they'll be on YouTube and all that stuff, and Spotify, Apple Music. We're, we stream on every you know platform possible. So, mm-hmm. yep. Awesome. Anything else you guys want to add? Thanks for doing. That's this. it. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for uh, talking to us. No, yeah. no problem. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, and uh, and uh, break a leg tonight, and uh, hopefully you guys have some fun. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Here's a dreamer waiting on your side, but I'm falling asleep. There's an answer I can see in sunlight.
and this is uh, Jack Symes. Jack, thanks so much for uh, taking some time out and chat with me. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, where, where are you from? Uh, where, where are you based out of? Uh, and tell us a little bit about uh, uh, Jack and uh, what, what, does he, what does he do? Jack is from Pasadena, California, originally. Right. Uh, and I live in Brooklyn, New York now. Okay. But moving back to uh, Los Angeles area in the fall. Um, and yeah, flew in this morning to Detroit. Uh, drove down here for the night and drive and fly back tomorrow. That's why. So you just you, you just kind of you're all over the place right now, and that's and that's crazy. Being from kind of the, the 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 places that we kind of in the Midwest kind of consider like more of like musical mecca areas is, is Los Angeles and New York. Um, when someone not from those areas kind of talk to you about music or art or or things in those areas. Are they like? Are, do you always feel like it was a little weird saying like people are kind of starstruck by that idea, or are you just like everybody else? They're like, yeah, it's my hometown. It's it's whatever. It's people from the outside don't know what's happening in the inside. Man, yeah, I wish I knew what was going on on the inside in New York or LA. Um, yeah, I guess my take there would be like I was so excited to coming to enter Waterville, Ohio today. Mm-hmm. Uh, just with a name like that <laughs> and my dad was born in Toledo but he I, I think he lived there for three months and then they moved to California um, so the small town small town America I find just as interesting and exciting if not more so than big city America Oh, that's that, that's kind of funny. I like that. It kind of like a little twist on everything because like small people want to look at the big town, and then maybe the big town wants to take a yeah. It's always a small town. It's always greener, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of that idea. Um, kind of speak a little bit about uh, how long how long you've been playing music, and how long you've been traveling and doing doing this wild world of uh, uh, musical entertainment. Uh, for I don't know why I viewed it like that, but whatever. Uh, already, when you're talking to me, I'm already a weird cat, so don't worry about it. Uh, it, it you know, how long have you been doing uh, the, this uh, music stuff? Uh? Yeah, um, I've been playing guitar since I was in seventh grade, mm-hmm. I think. So that was, uh, don't know how long ago that was, 14 years, I guess. Uh, started writing music early high school, um, and I've been traveling and playing shows since senior year of college so since 2015 2016 um but the last last three or four years has been more steady and dedicated time a lot of a lot of driving a lot of recording um it's been great what was the moment for you or who was the the big influence what what made you decide to kind of just like pursue this to a just about soon to be hopefully one day full-time basis yeah, um, I graduated from, from Berkeley in California, and uh, I planned a three-month-long road trip slash tour with a few other friends, one musician, a photographer, and a graphic designer. And we were just booking shows along the way, uh, just as much as possible, anywhere we could. We were on the West Coast for two and a half, three months, just playing shows. Um, and I think we were just viewing it kind of as a yeah, cool, let's go visit some friends, let's play a bunch of houses, play wherever we can, go see all these cities, these towns, whatever. And it wasn't until I moved back to the Bay afterwards where uh, kind of 
a couple songs have gotten picked up on on streaming platforms and whatnot and it took me a second maybe to register to be like oh people are actually enjoying this it's kind of that's strange um and then i kept playing shows when i was back in the bay and i think just reflecting on that i maybe came to the conclusion at the time that oh if i'd like to the clear way to make have some kind of impact right now is apparently through playing these songs i've written so i'd like to just keep doing that that's awesome. Uh, got a handful of music and singles uh, available right now. We got the Gargoyles EP from uh, December <laughs> of 16. Yeah, I'd prefer, like, no, no I don't no, think so. <laughs> no, no, okay. So don't check that one out then, I guess. Uh, Songs for Moms, uh, February of 19, and Tomkin Park uh, actually came out uh, this year. Let's uh, kind of just briefly yeah. dive into that one. That's the newest one. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, Tomkins Park is the second full-length record that I've done with my band um, and we recorded probably 80% of it in the first couple months of the COVID lockdown mm-hmm. uh, my bassist and drummer have a stu- had a studio in their garage so we just kind of made a decision together we said okay we're not seeing anyone else other than us however many people it was right. and tracked the album um, yeah it's funny putting an album out in a uh, at a time where you couldn't go play shows right afterwards. So it's been nice. I've been playing a lot of house shows and informal show settings kind of things lately, and getting to tour with those songs and and just sing them feels good. Can you kind of give us a little bit of the background of some of the material that's in it? What were you feeling? I mean, it's always fascinating to hear about some of the music that have come out either. Uh, in 2020 or post 2021, uh, through the the heavy lockdowns and and all of the the, the kind of uh, I guess creative downtime without perf- public performance, but also you know a lot of internal creativeness. Hopefully, if not, that's fine too. Um, what's some of the subject matter? Did you end up kind of uh, touching, or what do you always like to touch with some of your music? Yeah, that album was very inspired by um just my general experience maybe in my first six to eight months living in new york Uh, i'd moved there in january 2019 or sorry i moved there in may 2019 um and that first summer was probably my first uh experience with feeling anxiety or there's a lot of reflection i guess kind of I'm sure it's a reflection a lot of people go to when they move to a, a new place, whether it's big or small. Um, just feeling a little lost, potentially, not knowing if you're in the right place. And also when you go to a new place, you kind of have this idea of you can reinvent yourself if you want. You can, I don't know. You have infinite options in these new places. So I think the... The album deals a lot with different mindsets or experiences that I had that first summer and along with a handful of uh, inspirations from the year prior to moving. Is there, uh, what was the big culture shock for you going from the West Coast to the East Coast uh, area and then uh, what's making you decide to kind of go back to the West Coast area? Yeah, I don't know if there was a culture shock. I love New York culture. It's expensive. New York you eat and drink and uh, it's it's expensive <laughs> so that was maybe a culture shock I'm, I've always been kind of more a uh, creature of habit 
when I'm in Pasadena, <clears throat> I eat at the same four restaurants always. Uh, make the same thing for breakfast. You get the gist. So New York, maybe infinite possibilities was a little shocking. Um, but no, the move back, my band isn't in, in Cal... <clears throat> Man, I got a freaking frog in my throat. That's all right. Um, my band's in California. My sister just had a baby in California. My other sister's moving there. Uh, my girlfriend, who I'm moving with, she is in school there. Uh, just about every reason possible. Just a lot of, like, heartstring and family and roots. You want to go back there. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. I'm trying not to think of it too much as a uh, roots thing yet. You know, still very open to the idea of living somewhere else, a couple other places for however long. Kind of wherever the wind and the, the feelings take you. Right. Yeah, right now it feels like I'd like to be back in L.A. I think it's beautiful. Um, what, what are you expecting uh, from uh, people tonight and, uh, or in people in general? Maybe if they listen to this or, you know, maybe they check you out from today and then maybe go check out some of your stuff. What, what can they expect from the world of Jack Symes? Man, I don't know. But I know I am really excited. I just sound checked. It felt a little rusty standing and playing guitar and singing. I have not done that in um, since January 2020. Um, but I'm excited for a full street's worth of Waterville, Watervillians, Watervillites. I, I sh- you know what, Watervillites? I think that sounds pretty good. Watervillains. <laughs> Watervillains, there Water you go. Um, yeah, I'm just really excited to be here. Super thankful for the Oliver Hazard guys to, of having me out, for yeah. having me out. What was the connection with Oliver Hazard? Did they hit you up? Did you hit them up? Uh, do you already know them? I think we've just been in touch for the last year and a half or so. I was maybe supposed to play the one last year, I think. Um, not totally sure, um, but last year's was canceled. Right. Um, and Mike from Oliver Hazard actually gave me some pointers during the pandemic on best practices for live streamed concerts. So that was the only time I'd actually ever talked to any of them mm-hmm. until today. Being in the car, being like, I think that's one of them. I think his name's Devin. <laughs> yes, Devin is here. Saying what's up, and they're great guys. Awesome, man. Uh, if we want to get in touch with Jack and uh, some of your stuff, how do we do so? Yeah, uh, you can follow on Instagram and see show announcements and, and releases and whatnot. That's uh, end Jack Symes, like bring an end to me, uh, and on Spotify. Perfect. Uh, anything else you want to add? Anything you want to leave uh, leave us with? And uh, hopefully you come back and hopefully you have a great time. I know we're recording this uh, before you perform late tonight, but hopefully you will be uh, uh, up to coming back into the area when you can. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping I don't forget any words. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, man.
been a heck of a night and very fun and very uh lo lots of uh, great entertainment and uh, some of the artists that you've heard uh on this episode it's it, it's been a lot of fun very excited to see like right here in northwest ohio and in, in in the waterville area about all the fun things and one of the one of the the people that i printed on one third of oliver hazard michael's with me and uh you know thank you so much for you know for taking a moment and you know in the midst of everything i know you guys are all busy trying to herd cattle around here but it, it's been a lot of fun yeah thanks for having us thanks for being here yeah. appreciate it yeah I, I, so you know a lot of a lot of excellent stuff you you you've gotten tonight uh, we, we've gotten to talk to a lot of the the artists we've we've had and you know lots of great drinks have been had food and everything um you know creating also you you created your own special oliver hazard beer for this event yeah totally yeah patron saints uh helped us brew uh oliver ha oliver hazy which is a new england ipa so. yeah i i had one before we got started uh so if i start slurring yeah. my words because i'm a i'm a lightweight uh that that's why but it's very good very smooth and is this going to be possibly continuing in their area maybe they're going to rotate in is it just something special for for this uh this event uh it might continue we're we're, we're potentially going to roll it out again but uh we'll see how people like it tonight so. yeah yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's very good. Uh, you've got some new music that you just recently put out as yep. well. Yeah, um, uh, care to talk a little bit about it? Yeah, we just came out with our new single, Fly Right. Mm -hmm. um, it's available everywhere. Um, but yeah, we just put it out on Spotify. We have a really cool music video which mm -hmm. features a bunch of, you know, pieces of Waterville. So yeah. we're really excited about it. What's so. it about? Uh, it's I think Griff actually 
wrote it, uh, wrote the verse and the chorus, and it was about uh, his fear of flying, and his girlfriend's dad's a pilot, mm. um, and he took him up on an airplane once. And, oh, God. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, did that go over well, I guess? I don't know, but it made it helped create the song, so that's, yeah, we we're... We were happy it happened. So, so with everything, obviously, a big subject matter, which we'll be talking about for years to come, is like everything that has happened um, during this the, this COVID era mm-hmm. and like the heavy lockdowns and like yeah. creatively for 2020. And well, you guys were all are, were such of not only just very creative in there, during the dying of time, but you were, you you love the intimacy of like the house shows and the house tours and everything. Totally. Um, during during the kind of the low points of everything, where were you guys at? Like creatively where was your headspace did you decide to kind of just shelve things and just Ooh. kind of just deal with what's going on or did you kind of take the opportunity to just like produce and write and, and do all that yeah we actually took the opportunity to record a full-length album down in nashville tennessee mm-hmm. um recorded 10 songs mm-hmm. and then we wrote a bunch more throughout the year um mm-hmm. kind of prepping for albums ahead so mm-hmm. but yeah and then we prepped that ballpark show that we played at mud hen yeah. stadium last how'd year. that go went really well yeah super super fun super organized those mm-hmm. guys are great and yeah it was you know, we accidentally made history with by being the first band to ever play at Mudhen Stadium. I know that's that's kind of incredible, and how they set it up was also really really yeah. rad as well. It's it's, really cool. it's always wild. Are you, are you guys kind of just like taken aback by all of the the stuff, or is this like you know totally. we signed up we signed up for this? This is where we wanted to go, and like just take it as we we come. We usually the taken aback part's probably the day after, but we mm-hmm. like push for it as hard as we can as we can until the moment happens, and then. The day after, we usually take a step back and we're like, wow, I can't believe that actually happened. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. We're just happy to have the community support that we do to be able to do this stuff. So It's, it's beautiful. And you got to, you, you know, the, the great town of Waterville, is, it's done some phenomenal stuff to help support you all yeah. and, and your journey and everybody who you know, listens to you across the country, across the world almost. For sure. Um, it, it's been a really wild. Um, what, what's coming up in the, obviously you, you put a lot of stuff in the chamber, a lot of uh, albums and things like that. Yeah. Anything we can be looking forward to uh, into yeah. the future? So we'll be doing, uh, we'll be releasing a few more songs here and there until we release the full length album, hopefully by the end of the year mm-hmm. or early next year mm-hmm. um, and then yeah we'll be playing festivals around the southeast and continuing the living room tour and mm-hmm. um, but yeah just pressing forward so. yeah well you guys have been super successful I appreciate you guys uh, letting me uh, kind of jump in with all the fun and uh, totally. and holler with stuff and, for uh, sure yeah we got a big night ahead so yeah. pace yourself it'll yeah. be fun yeah, yeah I will I will I, I want to be careful this time around so um, uh, do you have any eyes and ears about like uh, who's who's uh, who you've been really interested in that you maybe maybe want to bring them in for another a future Oliver Hazard Day or something you just really really yeah. liking right now yeah I don't know I think it's, it's just kind of matters this, with this festival it's just anyone we tour with and friends we make and if we really like their music we ask them to come so uh, hopefully as touring starts picks back up again we'll be able to meet more artists and keep inviting them back home so. yeah yeah. I'm excited for everything and, and you know I'm so happy for all of the success that I do appreciate totally. uh, you letting me uh, let tag along so. yeah totally thanks Chris of appreciate course it. of course break a leg and good luck tonight thank you thank you brother of course Boil and your feet must hurt. 
Bring them over, baby, let me feel your worth Cause it don't matter If it don't fly right And it can't hurt me like you might And it can't hurt me, no Hazard Day 2021 in the books. It happened on August 14th, 2021. It was a lot of fun, a lot of great times, good memories, phenomenal music. So check out all these artists and uh, we've tagged them in the episode description. And of course, follow this podcast on all major podcast platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and on the Radar PC and find all of our links and support this podcast now on the RadarPC.com. I just upped the one year again for my URL. So there you go. We're going to be here for another year. Enjoy this and uh, be on the lookout for the next episode in just a couple of days away uh, with the good people from Little Pink. (laughs) 